1: Welcome to our podcast, I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question, why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about 5.5 million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, friends. As we continue our journey from the First Testament into the Second Testament of the Bible, the First Testament, of course, begins in Genesis and ends with Malachi. And then there are 400 years when God appears to be silent, or at least he doesn't speak in a noteworthy way. But then, when those 400 years are over, he sent his one and only son, Jesus, and the second and final testament began. As you know, we're looking at the New Testament through the lens of the old. We do this to answer the question that the podcast itself is asking. Israel, why is the Middle East important? We're exploring the Bible and its five essential people Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, to help us answer this question. We're also looking at current events in the light of the Bible as well. In the last episode, we discussed the covenant God made with Abram and Sarai. In the covenant, God very specifically defines the land that he's giving Abraham and the descendants of Abram and Sarai. In this episode... We journey into a deeper understanding of this covenant and into God's promises to Abram. You'll find that these next two episodes will provide very specific understanding about why Israel and the Middle East are so important. So Neil, let's begin by reviewing the last episode. What do we know at this point based on what we learned in chapter 15?
0: Okay, well, we learned a couple of things for sure. I think we went through that pretty uh, clearly. Uh, One of the things uh, starting out, one first point was that uh, God came to Abraham in a vision and told him that uh, he is his protector and Mm -hmm. his reward.
1: Yeah. So,
0: good news, Yeah. right? Really, yeah. Uh, We learned that Abraham at this point, uh, after all he's been through up till now, which we saw one of the things was he fought for Lot and Mm -hmm. uh, Lot kind of... um, I guess you could say, abandoned him, if you will. Lot uh, went right back to Sodom after he got rescued from Sodom. So <laughs> at this point, Abraham then questions God who came to him in a vision and, and asks him, uh, what's the point of all of this? If now, but we would have thought maybe Lot would be his, uh, his heir. He, Abraham now says, or Avram now says, I'm childless and Eliezer, my servant, will be my heir. So we learn that there's still some disconnect
1: there with And God disagrees with him right then and there, doesn't he? He said, No, Abraham, it will become from your body.
0: Right, exactly. God corrects him and emphasizes but only here now, up till now, he corrects him and says and tells him now. It'll be from your loins, as it were. it yeah. be a biological heir. But yeah. that's all he tells him.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, uh, and that's all he knows, right? And
0: that's all yeah. he knows. See, we yeah. know the end of the story, as right. you and I discussed yes. beforehand. Yes. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. it kind of colors our whole perception and mm-hmm. assumptions. Mm-hmm. But Avram, at this point still, mm-hmm. he does not know. And so you can't blame him if he would have been thinking, wow, look what I did. I've got all this wealth. Mm-hmm. I've got all these people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've got my nephew Lot. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've got the start of a of a of a nation. Praise God! Just like you said, it's all perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, of course,
1: it's interesting that it, Abram or Avram, as you say once he, he knows he knows that the, the descendant will come from him right he's told that he now knows and then he takes matters into his own hands well, or or other parts or there were. okay
0: <laughs> there you go sure we're trying to be uh <laughs> trying to be careful here well that's exactly right um avraham uh uh avram he believes and then he questions any questions just like we do just I, like we do i believe you god with all my heart yeah uh how does that work, God? Right? <laughs> yeah. And we see that, as you and I have discussed with the New Testament as yeah, well. I, that's I, right. I, I have faith. Yes, Lord, heal me. Heal uh, me. Help, help my Help my unbelief. And so yeah. both are true at the same time. Yeah, they are. So that's another point we have. Uh, yeah. he's, he's righteous. He believes him. Then he doubts. Then we have, okay, God says, I'm going to make a covenant with you. Yeah. Right? I'm going to make a contract by our yeah. language.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's going to be through animal sacrifice.
1: Yeah. And and Abram's used to that. I mean, that's that was a common practice in those days to do it when they made a covenant with people, with well, each other. Sure, right?
0: exactly. It's no different than mm-hmm. if I uh, bought your house and you mm-hmm. said, okay, come to the document signing because mm-hmm. that's what we do. Mm-hmm. This is normal. Mm-hmm. This is a binding covenant. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened there. And, and it kind of gives us a picture again, as you and I always discuss about jumping forward to jumping back because... Here we have these these animals that were sacrificed as part of establishing this covenant mm-hmm. that, that God says, I, who cannot lie, I'm mm-hmm. establishing, I've already given mm-hmm. you this land, past tense. Mm-hmm. And he uh, lays out which animals shall be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we see that again all the way up into the New Testament, years and years and years later when Jesus mm-hmm. ultimately goes through a covenant, mm-hmm. uh, initiation, mm-hmm. a sign. Mm-hmm. And his parents follow the exact same uh, protocol, the exact same laws as laid down, and they bring the required uh, turtle doves and pigeons just like God did right here in the covenant with Avram and as he specifies as the placeholder Mm -hmm. with the Levitical covenant Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. period of time you somewhat alluded to, the Mm -hmm. 400 years, it's longer than that, but those were those quiet years you talked about. All through that period, the Levitical placeholder merciful placeholder of God that Christians sometimes have a tendency to disparage and look down upon but that was a wondrous merciful placeholder Mm -hmm. of sacrifice Mm -hmm. until the ultimate final sacrifice it was time and place for that to
1: occur yeah that's amazing
0: so we see that
1: that's really cool and I think
0: the last point Jeff is simply uh, to sum up 15 is God very specifically lays out the geographical area and the people groups who are who are Inheriting part of the covenant land that he uh, uh, showed uh, Avram
1: at this point, and and that's that's amazing because he gets specific, right? And we can actually go to a map, and we can actually basically see it, and we can compare it to where they are now, correct? Israel, where, where it is today, correct? And like overlay. With what they're supposed to have, absolutely, and it's and it's a vastly different, like five, six times bigger, maybe more,
0: uh, depending on which one of the yeah. promises, yeah. and depending on which one of the scholars did the research yeah. and yeah. and so on. But overall, yeah, without a doubt, and, you are correct.
1: And the other thing that, that that strikes me is that when God repeats Himself. That, that's proof that he means it. right right, <laughs> and, right. We, and this is the second time he's referred to the land Correct. that we know, right right to, So, so and, and, and go to the land I will show you right. And now here, now he's telling him specifically right. what the land is. but he's going to do that again. We're not going to give into it right now, but right. he's going to say it again.
0: Right. That's exactly right. He's, he makes it clear as can be to us. Yeah. Why? because we know the end of the story yeah. and we get to read ahead yeah. Yeah. but as humans a lot of times that's just uh, how God has to talk to us uh, repeat the obvious because we're easily to forget or mm-hmm. be fearful or whatever the case may be. yeah
1: and Jesus does it in the in the New Testament Paul does it in his letters right and it's it's uh, it's it's just the way we humans are we need to hear it more than once but really I think for God's point of view, He's he's pointing out something that he's he's making the case that I didn't just offhandedly say this. Correct. I really did mean it because I'm saying it again.
0: Yes, correct. And and as we pointed out, I think as well, and is is clear that uh, these these promises of future events uh, goes into this whole mystical language of Hebrew, which mm. I think it's uh, Hosea who talks about the pure language in, mm. in Hebrew and the language of God and so on, and mm. it's got so many attributes that are just f- strikingly fascinating when, when you start getting into what the Hebrew is. Mm-hmm. But here's a future promise given in the past tense. It's already been done in God's eyes. Yeah. So yeah. we're constrained by the here and now and the, yeah. and the, the, the uh, space and time continuum, but yeah. God is not. So he refers to certain things in past tense, yeah. but he still talks to Avram, In present tense, he Mm -hmm. doesn't change his name, which is coming up, a bit of a spoiler alert, but we all know the story. He's going to be Abraham, Mm -hmm. but God calls him, I give you the land, past tense, and your descendants. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. both are happening at the same time, future, present, past tense, all in this discussion. And to us, that can give us pause for, well, how does that work? There's all kinds of examples of these sort of incongruities in Scripture. How does that work? How does that work? Well, you have to bear in mind, again, we are constrained by a time-space continuum. Mm -hmm. But there's one day, and I've talked about this before a few times, and I've stressed it over and over to you about how important it is to realize all of this time, which the Bible comments on, comes to an end. Mm-hmm. And all things will be made much clearer at mm-hmm. that point. But Absolutely. right now, yeah. it's very confusing.
1: So, I'm, I'm going to give us a quick New Testament example of what you just said. Oh. Okay? Sure. So... Uh... New on Stream, we've walked with dinosaurs. We've explored our prehistoric planet. And we were always told the same story. Extinction came from the sky. But what if dinosaurs survive. amazing dino world Two. watch it now on curiosity stream with monthly annual and bundle plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com jesus uh, prays in the, the garden for his church in uh, john 17 father that i and you and you and me yeah that they would be one as you and i are one right and then Paul in Ephesians right Paul in Ephesians says uh, that he himself is our peace who tore down the dividing wall between Jew and Gentile making the two one correct but they're not one when he says that but he says that in the present tense correct making the two it's a done deal right it's they're done they're they're one but right. it isn't true yet
0: right right <laughs> Is sort of what we refer to the here now, but the not yet. Yeah. That sort of axiom yeah. that yeah. we've talked about in the past, I yeah. think. So, yeah, right. it's,
1: it's but but he continues to be that way. Is my point right? Correct. E- even in the New Testament, right?
0: There's plenty of glimpses of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout the scriptures.
1: So let's go to let's go to chapter sixteen, okay. and I'm going to just read through it quickly. It's not okay. that long a chapter. It's
0: actually very short, isn't but, it? But
1: something goes. Hap- something's happening here. Yeah, well, there's a few well, things, yeah. aren't there? <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we'll read it fast, maybe, and then we'll try to <laughs> dissect it.
1: <laughs> here we go. So, uh, chapter 16, Sarai and Hagar. Remember Hagar, guys? Mm. Okay, here we go. So now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children and had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, but please go to my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai, which means he thought it was okay. Pretty good idea. After Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Abram's wife Sarai took Hagar, the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to her husband Abram as his wife. He went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her sight. And Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done me be upon you. I gave my maid into your arms, and when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her sight. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your maid is in your power. Do to her what is good in your sight. So Sarai treated her harshly, and she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness by the spring on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from, and where are you going? And she said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress, and submit yourself to her authority. Moreover, the angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord said to her further, Behold, you are with child and you will bear a son and you shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand will be against him and he will live to the east of all of his brothers. Then she called the name of the Lord, who spoke to her. You are a God who sees, for she said, Have I even remained alive here after seeing him? Therefore the well was called Beer Lahai Roy. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. And Abram was 60 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. All right, let's go through this. This is a lot. It's only 16 verses, but it's a lot of power-packed stuff in here. I remember when Abram detoured himself because of the famine. Correct. And he went to Egypt.
0: That's right.
1: And the and the Pharaoh gave him Hagar. <laughs> son of a gun.
0: That's what it sure seems to be occurring here, and that's certainly what the rabbis have commented on, that yeah. this uh, servant that was unnamed up till now uh, was this very same Hagar. Wow. Yeah, that came out, came out with them, uh, the wealth of Egypt.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Right? So
0: it, it was a mistake, you could say, if he went there, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. However, he went down there rich but came out richer. That's not a bad way to make a mistake, if indeed it was a mistake. All we're saying is it's not commented on in right, Scripture.
1: Right. And, and there are times uh, when we don't follow the will of God, and he uses that circumstance for his own benefit.
0: Well, there, there would be a case in point if that was the case yeah, in point, yeah. but certainly it, the the, prem, the premise holds true in our life, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. It does. So, Abram, as we said before in the, in the wrap-up, didn't see the whole picture about his descendant.
0: Correct. Well, it's interesting here because um, here he's finally told uh, about that you will have an heir from your loins, mm-hmm. but God did not, as we said, uh, specify, and it will be with Sarai. Mm-hmm. He didn't say. So... When Sarah at her old age says, I'm barren, take my concubine, make her your wife, as it were, however that sort of relationship exactly was in those days, it was a common one. Mm -hmm. And we see it again with Jacob because Mm -hmm. Jacob had the 12 tribes, as Mm -hmm. we call them. Mm -hmm. And four of those 12 tribes were through his Rachel and Leah's concubines, Bilhah and Zilpah. Mm -hmm. So each one had two. So four of the 12, a third were actually in the same relationship by which Sarai offered Avram to have Hagar as his wife and ultimately have Ishmael. So it was a common way of saying we're going to keep the lineage going. They, they will be as though they were born to me and so on. It's very culturally sticky today by our standards, for sure. Mm-hmm. But in those days, it was a very common occurrence.
1: So just to uh, just to marry the old and the new time. So then, a person was a Jew based on their father. Correct. Right? Correct. Now, today, right. you're a Jew based on your mother.
0: I uh, know. Th- that's how the rabbis today would look at uh, qualifying who is a Jew, because it becomes a very interesting question. You know, we said this uh, a couple of episodes ago in is me, a hoodie, who is a Jew? So even as we're moving forward and in getting into this whole covenant of circumcision, hmm Well, you start asking a number of questions, and that is, was Abraham the first Jew? Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. what made him a Jew? His act of faith? Mm -hmm. The fact that he cut Mm -hmm. his foreskin? Mm -hmm. Uh, By what standard is he a Jew? Mm -hmm. We know that the Jews came from that lineage, Mm -hmm. and the 12 tribes, as we just said, through Mm -hmm. Isaac and then through Jacob and the 12, Mm -hmm. those are Yehudi, those are Jews. Mm -hmm. But what makes them a Jew? Mm Of course, then once they were dispersed through all the world, the rabbis then, as you said, they said the determining factor would be, can I trace that connection to the Jewish people through the mother? Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of reasons for that, some of which are sort of uh, biologically sound, you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here we see in Scripture that always it is referred to as son of the father, son of the father, oh, son that, yeah. of the father. That's right. That's so. Right. It's a disconnect there too. Interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. But well, it's very interesting. In verse four, so when Abraham goes in to to Hagar and she's she conceived, after she gets pregnant, she becomes uh, arrogant towards Sarai, right? What? And, and and then Sarai doesn't handle that very well because she's her mistress, as she's referred to. So I'm tr- I'm trying to understand. I I never saw this. I mean, this way before that. Hagar kind of. Started the argument.
0: Well, Hagar, as uh, we're all prone to, however we get our strokes, uh, arrogance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's even ignorant arrogance. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know we were being mm-hmm. arrogant. Uh, but certainly she was greatly flattered. Yeah. I am now a wife
1: of a really rich guy,
0: of somebody of <laughs> renown and of import yeah. and of wealth.
1: Yeah.
0: I, in my age, can yeah. easily. Yeah. seemingly, yeah. we don't see any problem. I'll,
1: I'll live my mistress. And
0: have a child. <laughs> yeah. And I am the one who's doing this for my husband, yeah. whom, uh, for all we know, she loved him. She we, we right? don't. She loved him. Right? Of course she's happy. Yeah. Now, all could be well here, but mm. she didn't keep the relational, uh, positional mm. uh, relationship that was acceptable and or coupled with the fact that Sarah... Who now sees the repercussion of the, the the union is now jealous, and so maybe her attitude toward her former handmaid was different. All
1: we know also, is there's right, now right difficulty. Right, there is, and and Sarah goes to Abram. Yes, she and does. Says, "Help me out here!" Right, right, right. Help me out here. Yeah. but Abram does what every any what I. <laughs> What I would have done. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he does the old Pontius Pilate thing. Oh,
0: yes. You know? He washes his hands, doesn't he? Yeah. He uh, gives a pretty lame, uh, yeah, yeah. He punts it back to Sarah, you're saying? Yes, yes. he does. Yes, he Do does. Do with her as you will. Yeah, you know? right.
1: And I thought, like, way to go, buddy. Right. That was really good. Right. That was really good. But but then, Neil, uh, all seriousness here, very important, verse 7. Right. Right. This is the first time the angel of the Lord appears in the book. That's right. In the book, the whole book. Right. So this is a big deal.
0: It's a, it's a huge deal on a number of levels, uh, Jeff. I, uh, uh, I'll leave it up to you to how much you want to go into, but the angel of the Lord appears the first time an angel appears. Mm-hmm. He appears to a woman, which is totally significant.
1: But hang on, before you say that, as we understand it now, maybe not then, As we understand the angel of the Lord, it's basically speaking God's own words. That's why it's called the angel of the Lord, right?
0: Well, and that's what I was wondering what you might want to discuss, Jeff, because uh, sometimes you catch me by surprise a bit, right?
1: (laughs) Of all the kitchen hacks I know, Better Than Bouillon is my favorite. It's great for broth, of course, but you can also use Better Than Bouillon as a flavor enhancer. Just a spoonful adds so much flavor to stir
0: fry, sauces, even marinades. Plus, they have reduced sodium and organic options. And the culinary collection, which includes amazing flavors like Italian herb and smoky chipotle. Make everything better with Better Than Bouillon. For free shipping on two or more jars, use code BETTER at betterthanbouillon.com. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. at cbp.gov slash careers slash usbp. And so my 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 uh, response is that's exactly right. In Christian theology, it's just the easiest, as we always say, uh, the, the drive-through order uh, mentality of our culture. Just drive-through, get it quick, and move on. We just always say that's uh, Christian Christology. It was all Jesus. But it doesn't say it was Jesus. No, it does not. It says not. it's an angel, angel of, of the Lord.
1: Lord. And the Lord is in caps meaning Yahweh. Yeah, right. Right.
0: So we can see in Scripture that this goes back to that issue we talked before where it gets, because we're constrained by space and time, mm-hmm. so we see these different appearances, manifestations throughout Torah and throughout mm-hmm. all of the Tanakh and then throughout yeah. what we call the Brit Hadashah, our New Testament. Mm-hmm. For our purposes, Jeff, yeah. we say that's all one continuous mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Cogent Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Thought It's Mm -hmm. all one Mm -hmm. And we see that these Manifestations Talk about in the same verses Sometimes they'll say it's an angel Mm -hmm. It's a man Mm -hmm. And it's God all at the same time Mm -hmm. And then They say things like The angel appeared And in the very next verse He talks in the first person Mm -hmm as though it is God speaking. Yeah. So it can be very complicated the more you look into it. But again, it's, it's sort of intellectually lazy. It's simplistic, at least, uh, just to say, uh, as a Christian, oh, that was all Jesus. Every manifestation was Jesus. Because we've talked before, Jeff, about we, we have one episode recorded in the New Testament in Revelation where an angel speaks with John. And it's an angel of the Lord. Right. And John is freaked out, of course, course. by this vision. Yes. Any true vision, by the way, will freak you out. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have a lot of quote unquote prophets running around and they're giving their prophecies, but they're not freaked out, which always tells me, I don't think that was a real, (laughs) that might be edification, that might be a word, but you're not, it's not a prophecy. You're not being a prophet at this point because these prophecies are usually very
1: Every every, every uh, one of the major prophets was afraid yeah. when they got their visitation.
0: Or heartbroken, yep. or scared, yep. or sorrowful, yep. something. something. It, yep. it, and that's why yep. I've, I've said to you before, why don't we have more visions among the church people? Mm. Well, it's because God is kind. Mm. He's kind to us, mm. and he's sparing us from even what we saw in this uh, uh, chapter before, where uh, God's so kind to Abraham, but then he shows him what will happen to his descendants, and he goes into a deep dark, black place Mm -hmm. called Sleep. He Mm -hmm. says it's sleep, but Mm -hmm. it's a dark, nasty place, Mm -hmm. and he sees the suffering and affliction of Mm -hmm. what will happen to his children, and Mm -hmm. it's horrible. But for our purposes, jumping back real quick to this Christology, and John, he just sees this angel. John then attempts to worship it. The angel tells him, stop, don't do that. We don't do that here. Don't get me in trouble. I'm not accept... I am not the serpent. I am not going to usurp my pay grade. Mm -hmm. And then in the very same sequence of events mm-hmm. he talks in the first person i am the alpha and omega and so mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. as though here it is right from the lord so it gets mm-hmm. confusing but again it's we're constrained i don't constrained. think it's
1: confusing at all i just <laughs> I, I think you know we we talk about it we we start with the plain and literal right we don't read onto the text everybody does that they want it to say what they think already and they try to read onto the text but we don't do that we say what does it say what does that mean and then what do we do? Yeah, and that's how we look at it. So the angel of the Lord is the angel of the Lord, and that's what it is. And we're going to go with that. Uh, and and it, this person is a messenger of the Lord, not from the Lord. It it is God's God's words being spoken to uh, Hagar.
0: Yeah, yeah, and these things are uh, mystical as far as who's who and what's but what. There's but there's a
1: dialogue that's going on. Here. Is exactly right. It's like the dialogue with Mary. Right about Jesus, there was exactly a dialogue right. there. Okay, so, so now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring of water on the way to Shur, and said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from, and where are you going? And she knows the answer, right? I mean, that, the angel of the Lord knows the answer, but asking anyway because she just wants her to know that you know, I know you're, do- I know what you're doing. I'm fleeing from the presence of my mistress Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord, so. Here it is again, the angel of the Lord, and it's going to say the angel of the Lord in the next verse too. So we just got finished saying when God repeats Himself, right? Right. He doesn't change how he says it; he says it the same way every single time.
0: As you and I discussed beforehand, these patterns are very revelatory. Very, very, very revelatory. Very
1: revelatory. Okay. Uh, so I am fleeing, and, and the angel of the Lord returns. Uh, said to her, "Return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority." So stop being arrogant. Is the another way of saying this, right? Moreover, the angel of the Lord said, Moreover means in addition, right? I will greatly multiply your descendants. So she's given her a blessing.
0: Yes, very right? much so.
1: Getting a blessing here, uh, the angel is. They will, they will be too many to count. And then she describes Ishmael. Right. And right. this is a really powerful description. Right. Prophecy. Right. About who this kid is.
0: Uh, who this kid is. And by extension, then... His descendants, descendants, and by extension, therefrom, how will they relate with the uh, sons of Jacob or the Israelites?
1: And how can we not say that?
0: And how can we not say that? Right? It, it's uh, in front of us today, uh, right? On uh, every uh, boom, uh, yeah, you can't miss it. It's it's but, right there.
1: But we're blind to it because we haven't read this.
0: But you can read right past it, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, but there it says, "What kind of a man he will be?"
1: A donkey. A wild donkey.
0: And uh, that his hand will be against everyone. He will be a fighter. He a f- will be a yeah, warrior. That's,
1: that's the point of being a wild donkey. Exactly. Difficult to control, very cantankerous, stubborn, vengeful. Vendettas,
0: warfares, living for blood, comfortable with bloodshed and warfare. Mm-hmm. And we look at our world today and say... There is nothing new under, under the, the sun. sun.
1: And he will live to the east Correct. of his relatives, right. which are right. the stepsons, <laughs> the stepbrothers. And this is another thing that, no, we you know, they're, stepsos, they're stepbrothers and sisters. Right,
0: right, right. And it's important to know, too, that while uh, we laughed about the fact as uh, men how we like to wash our hands of our yeah. wives coming to us with... Uh, the fact is, this created quite a dilemma and quite a problem, because we know up to this point Avram mm-hmm. loved Ishmael. Yes. 13 years old, yes. we, we know before, uh, uh, well, again, a spoiler alert, I guess, before we know yep. that there'll be another uh, a child mm-hmm. uh, from uh, uh, Abraham. Yep. And he, here we have, she left him. Yeah, She left him.
1: Let me, let me ask you, uh, what does Ishmael mean?
0: Yeah, it, it means uh, God hears. God hears. So we have this woman, Hagar, mm-hmm. running away. Mm-hmm. And she's in the land of Shur. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about that before, sure. Uh, we, evidently, that was a series of cities and forts or battlements or some such thing uh, that the, uh, on the uh, e- Eastern Egyptian uh, frontier, so you could make the case she was running away back to Egypt. Mm. It mm. is also called the wall, sure. So, what I like to point out is the angel appears to a woman when she hit the wall she mm. was she was in deep right? trouble right. in deep distress, yeah. persecuted yeah. rightfully or wrongfully. Yeah. we don't know yeah. Abraham didn't step up, maybe we could say again, yeah. who, knows? who knows who knows, but he didn't take control of that situation mm-hmm. and an angel comes to the woman first time ever mm-hmm. sees her travail but how does the angel address her that's what's so important is he knows the the end from the beginning yeah. But he calls her Handmaid of Sarah. Mm. In other words, right away, the angel puts the correct proportional relationship into perspective. Where are you going, Hagar? Handmaid of Sarah. He certainly didn't address her. Hagar, greatly beloved of Abraham, first wife of the... None of these other things that could have been said, or that Hagar possibly could have assumed by her newfound status the angel specifically and directly says, Hagar, handmade to Sarah. Mm -hmm. Now, just as we saw her offspring as a type and a picture in our day manifesting itself again of being this wild, violent, fighting person Mm -hmm. with the sons of promise, Mm -hmm. we see also what happens when you get in the correct proportional aligning of union with the promise proportionally, if you will, of coming into the commonwealth, to use language from the New Testament, of Israel for a blessing. Go back, handmade of Sarai, and you will be blessed with many descendants. So in other words, it's giving you a picture and a type that when you come into blessing of Israel, you yourself will be blessed.
1: Bingo! Right, right, right. I will bless those who bless you. Exactly, right. I will right. curse those who curse you. It's, it's right? right, and this is a demo. This is an actual demonstration of it. It isn't spoken directly, but it's clearly parallel or conditional. Correct. Right. Go back, and right. these blessings will happen. That's exactly
0: correct. That's exactly what it is, and uh, that that's those are the. Those are the little pictures that we always are hoping we can pull out to get them to see the types so that when you put together put together the whole uh, mosaic, if you will, it becomes clearer than the little pieces themselves that you can just kind of read right past or, or not pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So here we have what you alluded to in your Becoming One New Man issue. Yes. You come into this covenant with the people of promise mm-hmm. so that the whole world could be blessed, but there's no blessing outside of coming into alignment with the people of Israel. Why? Because they're so special? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Because God wants to bless, and that was his chosen vehicle by which the whole world would be blessed.
1: Wow, wow, wow. Very good, very good. So it, it's it's uh, the extension here of uh, when, when he says, his hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him, and he will live to the east of his brothers. When the Bible speaks that way, it's, he's not just talking about Ishmael, he's talking about his family, his lineage. Yeah,
0: that's correct. Yeah. yeah, just like when he talks about, uh, in, in the scripture, God calls Israel, all Israel, my son. And I I rescued my son from Egypt, Mm -hmm. which again, as we've said many times, is is a symbology also of the entire world. So while he calls them all individually, he calls them all collectively, and they're also all known as his son. So in that same way, that's what was happening with Ishmael, if you will. Yes, Ishmael will be this, but the extension and the reality is, and as you follow the the, the Tanakh, which is the, the, the Old Testament you see that his descendants become either engrafted in or become part of what today are predominantly Islam, Arabs for the most part. Yes. And we see that like in uh, Nehemiah, which is incredibly significant, Gershom the Arab was one of the three that opposed Nehemiah. Mm. So this was a descendant, a direct descendant mm. of ishmael Mm. and even in islam they say you know that the arabs are the descendants of ishmael Mm -hmm. and scholars agree with that Mm -hmm. and and they can trace these 12 princes that are promised and so on as to who these tribes are but we see that this is not a stretch to take just because it said that about ishmael doesn't mean it's people it sure does by just the continuation and the expanding and the revelation of how it plays out through the other books of scripture
1: so in verse thirteen, Neil, mm-hmm. uh, she calls the the name of the Lord who spoke to her, and isn't that an interesting just right there that right. the name of the Lord who spoke to her, right, right, you are a God who sees, right. Have I even remained alive here after seeing Him, right? It sounds like that's a statement to herself.
0: Yeah, it's certainly an an expression of incredulity. Yeah, yeah. You see?
1: How could I? Yeah.
0: I mean, I worship gods who don't do anything. I worship gods who demand things.
1: She's impressed that that the Lord is telling her these things in the future.
0: I'm in the wilderness.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm in a nowhere place. I'm not in church. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not in synagogue. I'm not in the temple. I'm in nowhere.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm in the wilderness. Yeah. I'm by this spring or this well, and she asks herself, this is a complete statement of just the absolute incredulity. Mm. Have I even remained alive here? Am I even alive after seeing him? him. Now, who did she see, though? Mm. We're jumping back up mm. to, she saw the emissary at least. Yes. Now, how does that manifest? How, what all did she, we don't know. We don't know. But we know that it was an angel of the Lord
1: mm-hmm. came. Mm-hmm.
0: He mm-hmm. spoke the mm-hmm. words. She had a response mm-hmm. that was, mind-blowing to her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, to me the um the argument that it's Jesus or not, you know, the argument that it's Jesus is moot because it's a trinitarian God and the God is God and it so it, whether it's whether it's the Father, the Son or the Holy Spirit, it's Yahweh and Yahweh is all three.
0: And right?
1: It, so, yeah. What's the, you know, it's not really an important discussion.
0: It, 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 it's an academic discussion. Yeah. It's yeah. an interesting discussion, yeah. Yeah. but again, it is a, a discussion that goes something like this. In that place in time, and in other places in time, an emissary of the king mm. was, in fact, the king. Yes. And if you came yes. to me in the name of some great and powerful potentate of times past, mm-hmm. of course, it's a lot less to us to now by our cultural sort of sensitivities. I am not talking to you mm-hmm. in this case. I'm not talking to Jeff. Mm-hmm. I am talking to King Ahasuerus or something sure. for Esther's time, right? Yeah. He is the king. He's telling me these things. The king is speaking to me. So whether it was that or whether uh, this angel of the Lord d- or did or does morph into some other part of the Godhead or some reflection, we don't know. Mm. Except it said what it said. Mm-hmm. And now she's saying, I saw God in whatever way that was. Yeah. Nonetheless, whatever it was, it was so powerful that she does something. She, yeah. she. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't even re- believe I'm alive after having seen him. She proclaims yeah. it's
0: just a miracle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, Neil, I think this has been a, a great discussion about this story and how it was important to just stop on this place because it's interesting that Abram hears in the previous chapter that he will be he will have descendants from himself. And then he takes it upon himself, and they have a conversation. And it causes uh, an interesting, almost kind of like the uh, detour to Egypt, it it causes an interesting thing to happen that God uses. Again, uses.
0: Yeah, God uses, and uh, your uh, wonder uh, is not uh, lost on a great many other men throughout history. Mm. God was silent. Mm. He did not give the specific specifics. Mm -hmm. He was pretty specific. Yeah. It was pretty wonderful stuff. Yeah. But, you know, just as you said, what does 10 years later mean? What does 13 years later mean? Mm. There's time periods there Mm. and you cannot blame... Avram at this point, for doing the culturally accepted thing of the time, assuming a certain thing. Well, God said, I'll have heirs. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it's not Lot anymore. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's not going to be Eliezer, born in my household, the Damascene, right, from Damascus. That's right. Uh, Whoa, Sarah's offering what's the accepted thing? Hagar? Mm -hmm. Perfect. I'll Mm -hmm. have my loving son, Ishmael, Mm -hmm. who, by the way, in this verse you might be getting to is The angel tells her to name him Ishmael. Yes. Right? Yes. But it never reads in the story that Hagar goes back and tells Abraham uh, anything but the story because all we read after that is Abraham does, in fact, name him Ishmael. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like when you know somebody's had something happen to them supernaturally and they tell you a story and it just is like, I can't argue with this. Something happened here. I, I can feel it. Something must have happened like that because all we know later is she went back with the story. Mm. She must have been greatly excited or dumbfounded or whatever. And it says, and Abraham named him, just like the angel told him, told her, Ishmael. Mm -hmm. Abraham didn't say, I'll name him what I'll name him (laughs) because I'm the man of this house and I like (laughs) the name Fred.
1: This is Fred. (laughs) Nope.
0: He did what... Hagar said happened. Yeah. And the same thing with the naming of the place where it happened, the the Beer le Haroi.
1: Which means what?
0: It means uh, the well of the living God or the well of him who sees. Okay, Um,
1: okay.
0: uh, Beer can mean both well and covenant.
1: So the the therefore is key right there. How can I have? How can I remain alive after seeing him? Therefore, the well. Therefore, the well was called.
0: And it's interesting too. She didn't name it. Yeah, that's right. It was called. So she obviously told her story, Mm. and she obviously was able to tell it with such conviction or reality that people said, "Holy cow!" They named somebody named the place, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, well of the living God or well of the God who sees, Mm. uh, and Ishmael. In other words. She came back very believably. Something mm. had changed. Yeah. And we don't read after that. Well,
1: I'm sorry I would have noticed it right away. Something happened. Right. Because yeah. she wasn't being arrogant yeah. anymore. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden she's, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Yeah,
0: something happened because yeah. the angel told her yeah. this is the correct positional relationship awesome. with the
1: blessing. This is awesome. So
0: this is for the church today. Yeah. yeah, it is. If we are a type of Hagar, if you want to say it to the sense, yeah. to the in the sense of, Not arrogance, anything like this, but there's a proportional, a a, a positional relationship of blessing and cursing, of coming into accepting God's plan for the universe, but it's through a people group. That Mm. was the only way, evidently. It was his choice. Yeah, And for me to step outside of that is to step outside of the covenant. Amen. And the next chapter, we find out what God says about those who step outside of the covenant.
1: Wow. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel why is the Middle East important? that's spreaker.com Israel why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title and you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know, because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning, and that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Eltier, Shalom, and see you next time. Never ever
0: had